Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Hello, everyone. How you doing? It's good to see you. Hey, hey. Well, guys, uh, three words that I want to say tonight. First off, right away, and those words are hide and seek. One of the games that you played as a kid. Raise your hand if you have ever in your life played hide and seek. Hopefully every hand up is ever, is ever, is up. Now, now you, you, you may have gotten better at hide and seek as you've gotten older, but it's a really fun game, right? I used to love playing hide and seek at my grandparents' house. It was a big, big house with lots and lots of rooms, big, big table with lots and lots of food. That's an audio adrenaline reference, uh, and if you, you maybe get that. That was more for the leaders in the room. Um, but I remember uh, I used to try and hide in places that were way too small for me. Um, I was uh, a husky child, and so uh, I would try and squeeze in like cabinets or like the dryer, which is not safe, but I would try to hide there, and sometimes it worked. And I remember taking a great amount of pride in not getting caught, like having been hidden for like 10 minutes and then just in this uncomfortable, dark position and then being like, yes, it worked. But then a few thoughts enter my mind. One is, okay, do I get up out of my hiding spot and I go rub it in their face? But then do I risk them coming down the hall and seeing me right there? And it's like, it's like I never hit at all because then it's just really embarrassing. But a different thought, one far worse enters my mind. And that is, what if they were never looking for me in the first place? Because maybe you have done that. Maybe you have been like, okay, guys, go hide. And then you're like, okay, 10. You're like, I'm going to look for you. And then you don't look for your friends because you're a bad friend. Okay? No, you're not a bad friend. It's kind of funny to do. Yeah, that's me. It's kind of funny to do, right? It can be kind of a funny prank. But we can probably agree that it's a terrible way to play hide and seek right? Like, like hide without the seek is just cruel because someone's left in a dark, uncomfortable spot for hours. And on the opposite side of that, seek without hide is really boring because then it's like, okay, nine, 10, ready or not, found you. You didn't even try to hide. It's boring. It's not a good time. Seek must follow hide for the game to work correctly, right? If you just have seek or you just have hide, it doesn't work. But one necessitates the other. The game doesn't function properly if seek does not follow hide to make the awesome game that is hide and seek. Now, why do I tell you this? 
Because Sam just talked to us a little bit about this new series that we're in called In the Shadow of My Half-Brother. And we're going through this letter written by James, Jesus' half-brother. And in this letter, James gives Christians all of this practical advice on how to live a good life as a follower of Jesus, how to live a faithful life as a follower of Jesus. And and Sam talked to us about this and how in this first chapter, uh, James talks about resisting temptation and responding to trials through Jesus' name and and why trials can be a good thing. But we're going to go down a little bit further and anchor in on verse 22, which says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So just like how seek has to follow hide or the game doesn't work, as Christians, do must follow here. With here, without do is incomplete, it's foolish, and it doesn't make sense. But I'm afraid sometimes that maybe instead of hearing and doing, we replace hear and do with hear and disobey, or hear and disregard, or ignore, or hear and deny. That we hear these things at church or in small groups or at FCA or wherever we may be learning about Jesus, about the Bible, and then we do nothing with it. There was this man in the Bible named David, and you've probably heard of David. He was the one that killed Goliath, and he was this great warrior of God, and he was dancing and singing in the streets of Jerusalem, and he did all of these amazing things for God. But as he got older, uh, he was the king of Israel. He became the king young, but as he got older, uh, his whole army went out to fight. And normally the king would go with the army because that's kind of what kings do. You've probably seen that in movies about wars that happened a long time ago. The king's often leading the charge, which normally is what should happen. But this time, David stayed back. And so he, one day in his boredom perhaps, decided to go up to the top of his palace and perhaps admire his kingdom. There was a lot of it. He probably wanted to just for fun, right? And so up on this rooftop, he looks over and he sees on a similar, closer rooftop that there is a lady and she is bathing on her roof. And you might be bathing on a roof. That's a weird place to bathe. Not in that time. So stay with me here. So, so David asks one of his guards, hey, who, who's that lady over there? And he says, well, hey, that, her name is Bathsheba, taking a bath. That's rich. And she, he says, that's Bathsheba, and she is the wife of Uriah. Now, Uriah was one of David's closest soldiers. He was sort of in the inner circle of David's guard. And so David, even though he now knew that this was Uriah's wife, who was off fighting, Uriah was, he asks the guard to bring Bathsheba to David's palace, and one thing leads to another, and then Bathsheba is pregnant. And all of a sudden, Bathsheba is pregnant, and it's not Uriah's kid. And so David is the king, and and he knows that he's disobeyed, so instead of confessing or repenting or whatever he needed to do, he instead decided that he would try to get Uriah to come back to cover up his mistake, but Uriah, Uriah was very this very noble and stout warrior. And so he said, no, I will not do it. And so then David was like, okay, plan two. 
Uriah, go ahead and go fight in a different part of the battle where it is most severe and most deadly in hopes that Uriah would die because no one's going to tell David's secret if Uriah is dead. So David's wishes come true and Uriah, while fighting, is killed. And all of a sudden, David has committed adultery and he's murdered someone. Not good. And so then there's this character, Nathan. I know lots of names. Nathan was this prophet of God, somebody who spoke the truth of God to David and to the leadership and nation of Israel. And so Nathan, he comes up to David and he says this to him. We think we have it on the screen. He says this, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel. I made you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul, the king before David who was trying to kill him. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. David had disobeyed the word of God and he was caught red-handed. Nathan found out, and Nathan approached him and called him out. If only David had been able to remember that obeying the word of God makes our lives better, makes our lives fuller and not worse, maybe he wouldn't have done this. Because David wrote so many psalms, and all through the psalms, David is writing about how much he loves the law and how much he loves meditating, thinking about the the law of God day and night. He loved the law, but he disobeyed it. And it doesn't mean that, that David wanted to disobey it it, it happened he deliberately looked out and he saw and he knew it was wrong and he did it that obey and he forgot that obeying the word of god is not something that makes our lives worse but better and don't hear me say that obeying the word of god makes your life easier because the bible does not say that instead what it says over and over again is that obeying the word of god leads to freedom and it leads to transformation into being more like Jesus. So David's family line continued all with Bathsheba, and it kept going. And hundreds and hundreds of years later, there came a man named Joseph. And he was engaged to a young woman named Mary, who we read about at Christmas time, and more than that. And Mary, one day, an angel of the Lord came to her and told her that she was going to bear the Son of God, that he would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. You know this because it's the Christmas story. And Mary was probably really freaked out because an angel of the Lord appeared to her. So scared but faithful, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Mary did what David could not do in that moment. She obeyed the word of the Lord. Thank God. James, the one that wrote this letter, was one of Mary's other kids. And he and Sam told us that he didn't even believe Jesus, believe that Jesus was who he said he was, the Son of God, the Christ, way until after his resurrection. That it, he grew up with Jesus. It took so, all of those years to believe that Jesus was who he said he was. So my question for you is, where do you stand? David? Mary? James, maybe a little bit of all three. 
where do you stand in your obedience to what God says to do? Do you know what God says? Do you hear it and do nothing? Do you hear it and obey? Do you hear it but you, you want to believe but you don't? You, or you deny and, and you refuse to believe and you wrestle with this of who to believe? Do I, do I listen to God? Do I listen to the word of the Lord? Do I listen to the world? Do you hear and do nothing? Because James goes on to say that when we hear and do nothing, we're like a man who looks intently in the mirror, who concentrates looking at himself in the mirror, and then as soon as he steps away, forgets what he looks like. Maybe you know this feeling. Maybe you have been reading for school or reading at home, and you get to the bottom of a page, and you realize that you have no idea what you just read. Or you leave one room to go to the other, and you get to the second room, and you just are like, what am I doing in here? You for- completely forget why you went to this other room. It's pointless. It's pointless to read this page and then not remember anything. It's pointless to move to a different room to go get something and then forget what you're going to do. It is pointless to hear the word of God and do nothing. Christians must hear and do. Followers of Jesus do both. And there is no room for any excuse there. So another question that I have for you, and, and you don't have to shout out or anything, I just want you to think about this and answer it to yourself at your seat, is when was the last time you listened to the word of God and obeyed it on your own? When you listened, the last time you listened to the word of God on your own, not from this stage, not from that one, not at FCA, not at your small group, not at your D group, on your own and obeyed it. Jesus had something to say about this. Because the night that he would be arrested and then eventually crucified and killed, he sat in this room in this house upstairs with his disciples and he told them so many things. And one of those things that he said to them was this, if you love me, keep my commands, period. That's it. So maybe instead of asking, when was the last time you listened to the word of God and obeyed, a better question is, do you love Jesus? Do you obey his commands? Do you even know his commands? Because guys, life is difficult sometimes. Some of you have experienced that firsthand. Some of you have seen your friends experience that firsthand. And we need the grace and the truth and the wisdom and the love of God more than we even know. Don't be tricked. Don't be deceived into thinking that you can come to church and check your Christian checklist off, that you spent your hour Wednesday night or you spent your hour Sunday morning and that's all you need to do to be a Christian. Because I know that there are a lot of people in this room that come in this room, they sit, they hear somebody talk and then they leave as if they heard nothing from the stage. Is that what you want to do? Because we, we don't have to play these church games. Do you love Jesus? Are you keeping his commands? Do you want to get through hard times? To get through your family splitting up? To get through that friend or that family member saying that hurtful thing to you? Do you want to resist the temptation to sin? To look up that website? To say that hurtful thing? To leave that hurtful comment? To hurt your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother? Then you hear the word of God and you do it. 
How are you going to do the word of God when you don't even know what the word of God says? How are we going to be hearers? How are we going to be doers when we're barely hearers? Because I know some of you are not even listening right now. As I was thinking about this message and thinking about James' use of of talking about mirrors, I began to think about a house of mirrors, like a a fall or at a, a fair, not a fall, a fair or a carnival, something like this. Maybe you've been in one and I got to admit, I hate them because I go into these things and immediately I kind of freak myself out. And I think it's probably because I can see myself. I can see myself freaking out. I can see every angle of my freak out, freaked out face of like, ah, I'm freaking out. And then I walk into like 10 different versions of myself and I hurt my face. And I don't like these things. But I always get so relieved when I can figure out what way I'm actually supposed to go because I want to get out. And I think that life is like this sometimes. Because when we're in these mirrors, it's kind of like life because really there are a lot of mirrors that we look at. We look at the mirrors of our friends, of social media, of our family troubles, of our grades, of what other people say about us, what we say about ourselves. We look at our phone screen alone, and some of you use it if you have a phone as an actual mirror. And then one click, one swipe in into the phone and you have access to a thousand more mirrors and for some of you a computer some of you your parents phone and all of a sudden we are we are looking at ourselves looking at this distorted version of ourselves that is based off of our followers of our likes of comments of captions of popularity of subscribers whatever it may be as we compare ourselves to all of these other people that we see in these mirrors and all of these reflections of ourselves They're fake. They're lies. But there is a truth. There is a real thing. There's a truth that will set you free. Do you want to know what I do when I go into a house of mirrors when I'm freaking out? I always look at the ground. Because I know if I can look at the ground and I can tell where there's not a mirror reflecting off the ground and where there is, I can find my way out easier Otherwise, I just keep running into everything. So I I look at the ground. I look at that foundation that I know to be true to lead me out into the open air. Because life is a house of mirrors. And we get so turned around as we we begin to define ourselves, say who we are by these distorted lies that we see all around us. And we get turned around, we end up walking into the same things and we get confused. Do you want out? Do you feel worn out as as everything is lying to you? The word of the Lord is the true foundation that will lead you to freedom, that will lead you out of this maze of mirrors of lies. Do you want to breathe the free air outside of this confusion? Because the word of God speaks freedom and wisdom. It pours out love and grace and it divides truth and lies. But if you only hear it and do not do what it says, you will only find yourself back in more confusion and more lies, looking at things that promise truth and never deliver. 
If you only hear and do not do what the word of the Lord says, and you don't let it change your life, you are wasting your time. Listen to me, I love you. But if you're not doing anything with it, what are you doing? Jesus made, his words were very clear. If you love me, keep my commands, period. Hear and do. So maybe it's time to start taking this stuff seriously. Of taking Jesus' words seriously. If you love me, keep my command. Hear and do. Start now. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth that it brings, the life, the grace, the love, the patience, the judgment, the reality that your word holds, God. Let us live our lives by that reality. Let us take your word seriously. Let us feel the weight of your word, of your word made flesh, God. Of Jesus. God, we love you and we thank you and we ask that you move in us. God, make us bold and give us faith to do what your word says. Let us go out from this place and change the world by listening to you, by being obedient to you, by being bold for you. God, we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.